welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I'm very excited for my next guest because I've known my next guest for over 30 plus years. Wow, that that is amazing. Um, I'm excited. He's uh he's starting his he's starting out a new podcast coming out very soon. I'm excited to have him talk about that. He's also an amazing basketball coach we're going to talk about a couple of stories of uh uh, junior high school days and we've always played sports when we were younger so i'm excited welcome to the show coach ty hodges hey man thank you for having me man i like i said but i appreciate the opportunity man much love yeah we go back to junior high school man yeah we go back to yeah seventh seventh grade seventh grade (laughs) that's when high that's when junior high school was seventh and eighth grade i know it's yeah well the the challenge program was sixth seventh and eighth there but i got there for the seventh grade yeah so did i yeah 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 actually we were the first graduates of the challenge program in 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 gersh the very first graduates wow so look at that (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's been a long time but i'm excited brother i'm excited to have you on the show um like i said we've known each other a long long time you we've always played we played punch ball we played football we played baseball we played everything when everything we were up. that's we're, we're one of the few generations that really actually was played outside we, really we played, played yes outside, yes yeah yeah we, we 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 were definitely outside you know yeah. in our childhood <laughs> yeah we was yeah and <laughs> And so we we grew up in uh, East New York, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, at, during that time, it was uh, the crack era. It was it yeah, was, it was, definitely. It was we grew up around. Well, you grew up in a different part. I'm I'm I was born from the private houses. You yeah, you across, <laughs> we called you across the boulevard, <laughs> across across. So for those, it's across Linden Boulevard. But that yes. was you, yeah. you guys grew up across the boulevard. <laughs> yes, but um. I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. So, bro, like I said, we've always played sports, but you actually, you're 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 a coach, man. You're a basketball coach. You've, you've always played basketball since I've known mm-hmm. you. You've always played basketball. That's that's been your love, right, right there. Yeah. And um, so now you coach young ladies, mm-hmm. and I'm always checking you out and, and checking when you post or not when you're posting stuff, and, and and it's you're doing some great work, man. So, what made you go into the coaching what made you want to go into coaching that's a good question man so back in 94 and that's a long time ago the kids the kids actually refer to it as last century now which is crazy (laughs) um but back in 94 my dad was coaching me and a lot of my friends in um in basketball and i aged out because i turned 18 in february and my dad um you know i shared so my dad was on dialysis for 20 years and that's a long time to be on dialysis. That's when you have kidney failure. Yeah, so my dad was on dialysis for 20 years. And basically, you know, when he couldn't make games, I was coaching my brothers and my friends. And um, we had a good run in citywide tournament one year. And the lady was like, how old are you? I said, 18. She's like, and they listen to you? I was like, well, yeah, they they want to play. They're going <laughs> to listen to me. And, um, and, and and I got a shout out also, Mr. Uh, Barney Davis. He was a gym teacher at Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Tech where I went to high school and he gave me opportunity to help out during his summer program with a lot of the girls. Um, once I graduated high school, I tried to walk on out of school. It just didn't work. I was a teen dad, so I had to grow up pretty fast. And from there, I just kept the coaching bug and I, you know, we're coaching rec leagues and stuff like that. And when I moved to Georgia, uh, my boy, Jamal Bassett gave me a chance to work with the boys at uh, South Gwinnett high school. And then I met a gentleman named Bruce Price, um, he's the one that got me, you know, coaching girls. Like my brother Corey coached my nieces, and that kind of started the interest. But then Bruce Price out of Atlanta, Georgia, he runs Peak Performance. He gave me an opportunity to coach girls, and I've been running with it ever since. And uh last uh I was so when I moved to Florida, I was coaching at Excel Christian Academy for two years. Um, we had a young lady that was she's now going into the seventh grade, but as a sixth grader, she scored a thousand high school points. She's been playing; they play in a small Christian league, and it's still high school ball. But she's been playing high school ball since third grade. Uh, Anila Parker, very you know, if you guys get a chance to look her up, uh, her AP. Uh, I'll give you all the information. But she's just a very humble kid. Mom is excellent. And then I got I got I kind of got the Deion Sanders situation where I was at a small school, a big school opened up. I was coaching travel ball and two 
high school coaches was like, Ty, like they need you at this school. Like, you know, you can really grow this program. And I'm going into my second year now at Five Bay High School. And, you know, I just I just love it, man. I got a great group of young ladies and, you know, and and to really answer your question, you know, I just got into coaching girls because the boys always got everything. You know, they get the new shoes, the fancy uniforms, and I'm a big Title IX advocate. And Title IX was created uh, a long time ago in the NCAA to make things even for the women. Like, so if the guys got it, the women got it. So I'm a big advocate for Title IX. And, you know, my girls, we make sure, you know, we run it like a college program. They got practice jerseys, travel gear, bags, like we got everything going. So. Uh, I just and then I also teach the the young ladies because I don't yell and scream at them. I don't throw chairs, flip chairs or nothing like that. But I teach them this is how a man should talk to you without, you know, having to raise his voice. Now, you know, dad, uncle, whoever, I, I can't do nothing about that. But just, you know, boyfriend, significant other, whoever can get their point across without raising their voice and yelling and screaming at you. So that's the other reason is that, you know, I try to teach them that. These four years of high school can dictate the next 60 years of your life. And a lot of these kids today don't realize that for, you know, when I look at my four years at Brooklyn Tech, I wouldn't even be where I'm at now without those four years. And scratch college, the four years of high school was so important that it kind of molded me on my path that a lot of these kids don't realize the importance of those four years that it can impact 60, 60 years of your life. That's that's a long time to think about when you just put in that window four years versus 60 years. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Um, and when, and again, to for you to be where you're at and, and doing the, the great things you're doing, it, it's, it's, it's a testament to your parents because yeah. we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're from East New York, Brooklyn, brother. We, we, we weren't supposed to be... Yeah. We're supposed to make it. We, oh. <laughs> yeah, and like and like you said earlier, we grew up in the crack era, you know. And people can say about whatever, whatever, but the crack era, man. I, I've seen families like change and break up, like that one little drug, just you know. But we all made conscious decisions, and I would say, you know, if you just group all of us that went to Gersh together, I would say probably eighty to ninety percent of us are doing like really, really like. I ain't seen nobody on our timeline that we went to school with that's like strung out or no craziness because we just came, like you said, from good values and good homes. And we just, you know, knew better. I mean, did we hang out with the street dudes and we knew who yeah, they were, but they, but they knew, you know, that wasn't the path for us. And, and, and a lot of us, they're cleared of it. And it's just, and, and, you know, I got to shout out, um, Mr. Dombrowski, you know, he was the <laughs> assistant principal and I can't remember the other guy's name that ran it. It was the two of them that put the challenge program together. And, it just changed the lives of kids because East New York, like you said, I, I, you know, what's funny. I laugh when somebody tells me they're from Brownsville or Bed-Stuy and they like East New York. The hood. I'm like, when the hell did East New York become the hood? Like we, we, we thought Brownsville was the hood. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but people look at East New York. I'm like, all right, we got the, the housing project. We were never the hood hood, but, but even for them to look at us as the hood and East New York was so big, you know, we, a lot of us are doing well, man. And that's, you know, and, and like I said, I have my Gersh yearbook around. I was trying to find it. It's, it's in the store, but we don't need, you know, we don't need, go, we don't need pages, man. <laughs> nah, but when I go to the Gersh yearbook, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm friends with so many people from Facebook, you yeah. know, from Gersh. Like, man, like, oh, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm always seeing um, Alicia, yeah, Paola, all of them. Mm -hmm. um, I even got Sham. <laughs> wow. Actually, uh, shout out to Peggy. Me and Peggy, I was working uh, for a cable company in uh, Peggy Hall. I was working at yeah, a cable know, yeah. company here in Florida, and I just happened to run into her, and we was chopping it up like we like we saw each other yesterday and stuff. So that's <laughs> yeah, just, but that's just how you know. I, I tell people, man, when you're from Brooklyn, we we like the plague, man. We everywhere, man. You go anywhere and anywhere, you're gonna anywhere and everywhere, you're gonna run into somebody from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, it's true. It's true. And but um. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I've I've had um a few friends on I've had a few friends that I, I went to a couple I went to high school with someone went I, one of them I've known since kindergarten like wow. somebody I've interviewed I, I shout out to Angela uh, Hernandez Castillo um she was actually did a she, guest did she well. go to Gersh yes she did that name sound familiar and is yeah. she it oh no I'm thinking of Bermudez no, no, I don't think she went to Gersh. Did she? Go okay. Remember. No, I was thinking of Bermuda yeah. as the one whose family ran the cleanest. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, 
it's been it's just been amazing to to be able to connect with a lot of people from the past and and see where everybody's been and where their life is has turned and everything and to see where you're at man doing the things you're doing it, it's it's great to to see you being successful at what you're doing and now you're getting into the podcasting game with yeah. a, um with a with a everybody know the title of the podcast first of all yeah, the title of the podcast is Growing Up Brooklyn, and it's basically, you know, so first and foremost, I'm not going to be interviewing just people from Brooklyn, but it just speaks to my experience growing up Brooklyn. And like I said, starting out in Boulevard Houses to 273 to Gersh and, you know, through high school and basically a lot of the values that I carried growing up in Brooklyn. And like you said, you know, most of us, you know, we weren't supposed to make it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm from the free lunch era. I, I'm, I'll tell yeah. everybody all the time, man. <laughs> Summertime, right now, August, what is it? August 7th. August 7th, right now, it's 5.30, 5.15 in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. We be in the back of the building playing some skelly right now. We don't eat breakfast at the school, play some skelly, ate lunch at the school, play some skelly. Now we're playing skelly until we wait for the lights to come on, you know, if I'm a kid. Like, oh. so... I, you know, but I, I wanted to, you know, show, you know, just have that nostalgia, man, that, you know, go, going to King's Plaza, going downtown Brooklyn or wherever, but wherever you grew up, you know, I want to know those stories. And some of these kids just need to hear it. Like our lives wasn't about video games. Uh, now I'm a gamer. You said, you know, you're a gamer. Well, we're the first, uh, this, that's correct. That we are the first generation. All right. We are the first. We, we the PlayStation. We not, we pride a PlayStation. We Nintendo. We ColecoVision. Atari. We Atari. Yeah, we, we, we pong, we all that. I'm saying we the originators, man. We the ones who started with the games. We Super Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong. Yeah, we had we had arcades dedicated. Where we spent <laughs> oh, hours. Blimpy, Blimpy's yeah, on Blimpy's, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Avenue. Blimpy's on Pennsylvania. Yeah. Have, yes, yeah, and many a days in there spending quarters. Yes, so we we played games, man. Don't get it twisted. We we loved our games, but we we also like I said, we spent a lot of time outside. Yes, discovering the, the, the realities of the world because we was outside just running the muck, having a being kids, really, man. <laughs> being kid, yeah, being riding our bikes everywhere. You know, I, uh, my boy Ralphie, uh, you know, I've known him since second grade. You know, me, him, and uh, another, uh, I'm you might you should know Juan Dockery, but we we game damn near every day. The three of us, we talk every day. Now, I haven't seen actually, I have not seen Ralphie in person since Gersh. I've seen uh, Doc after that, but we but we game every day and we talk every day. Like you would think, you 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 would think like we live in like in the house next door and stuff like yeah. that. And you know, and, and again, that's just with those relations. Like you said, we've known each other for forever, man. And I probably haven't seen you in person since Gersh, but those are the <laughs> values that you know that we've had. That you know, we know what friendship is, man, and yeah. we know that you know, hey, how to support somebody, you know, what I'm saying, and how to show love and. I'm not, you know, you, you're not worried about what lane I'm jumping into. I'm not worried about what lane, you know, we just support each other. And that's where it's different with these kids today that they were always worried about what the other person next to them is doing. It's like, nah, just, you know, put your blinders on. We're, we're, yeah. we're also from the mind your business era. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't have social media. And like you said, I, I'm going to say, you know, we are the greatest generation because we were the in-between from our parents' generation where they didn't have electronics. I tell people I remember when TV went off. You know, you watch TV and you have the yeah, American was, flag waving or the or the or the fuzz from Poltergeist, yeah, static, static yeah. from Poltergeist, and you know we didn't have all this stuff. So for us to kind of grow up and and like we're the in between. Like when I look at my kids, all they know is technology. This is all they know. We know life without it. So at the end of the day, you know, if you grew up in the era, I would say. Mainly from nineteen, I would well, I would say from maybe nineteen sixty five to seventy, up until like maybe nineteen eighty five to ninety. If you grew up in that range, you kind of know what it's like to be without technology. So yeah. when the phone rang and you had, you know, you on AOL and somebody, and you I, off. <laughs> yeah, you get booted off and somebody would call and or the call waiting. And I remember my aunt, you know. My aunt Lynn, I love her to death. And she's trying to call, and the thing keeps sending her the uh it keeps cutting her off because I'm on I'm on America online. I'm on the internet. It's it's new. So, you know, we kind of got 
part of it where we were groundbreaking in it. Like we, yeah. the internet is is where it is now because of us, you know, coming up in the nineties and fine tuning it. And I mean, now, you know, who even watches TV anymore? Like I don't have a cable subscription at all, but I watch Paramount. I watch all these other stations that I can catch up all. The only thing I really watch now live is sports. That's it. Outside yeah. of that, I can't, I, I wait for it. To, I wait for all the episodes to post, then I and go binge watch, watch it for yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah. They so. take, take a personal thing and just binge watch. Exactly. I, I don't have I, like I don't have time to really just go and see that and dedicate myself to watching a series every week. So yeah, I take the times where you want to just unwind and just take a day for yourself and just chill and just enjoy some TV and and that's what I do. But um, yeah, to watch TV regularly, nah, I I spend more time. Uh, recording creating content because this is what i i like i'll go to work after i get I, I set a schedule like monday tuesday wednesdays are my days that i go live and i do my shows right. thursdays and fridays are the days that i schedule to be on other shows be a guest because that's one thing as a podcaster you have to yes you have to be consistent with your show but you also mm-hmm. have to go participate in other shows and be a part of other shows because that's where you reach an audience, a different audience. Right. And that's how you build an audience is by going and collaborating with other podcasters, having other podcasters on, yeah. like I'm having you on to help launch. I want, cause I want your launch to be successful. Thank you. So my Thank goal you. for this was to have you on, help promote the show, help you get going because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help each other out, uplift each other and support each other. And and like we've known each other thirty something years, and all it takes, <laughs> listen, all it takes is to share. And, and and if I have the platform, why not? Yeah. Why? Let why it. be not? Nah, I'm not gonna come. Nah, man. I've known you, my brother. I've known you for for, for mad long. <laughs> there, there was no question about having That's you right. on the show. That's there was right. no Appreciate question. it, man. And then you're like, yo, I can't wait. Then you just told me your brilliant idea about when you're gonna go and record when you start recording. I'm like, man, I'm there. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't, I can't wait. You know, I'm in Florida right now, loving the weather and stuff. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, like, what do you like about Florida? I say, listen, I don't want to ever see snow ever again in my life. I'm good. I don't uh, shovel enough of it. I, I don't drove enough. I lived in Tampa for for quite a few years, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sorry, but the humidity, I just, it's, I, I can't, <laughs> come, I can't come out the shower and just be sweating. and dry off right away. And, yeah, or or, or you still you're sweating again. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of uh, so I moved back, but now I'm in PA, which is worse because now I'm I'm seeing, I'm in the mountains actually. So mm-hmm. I see. So when it does snow, it snows pretty hard. But it, it, I'm I'm loving the fact that I'm. We're city kids. We're, we're city yeah. kids. So being able to escape the city life and and find peace and tranquility and and not worry about all the craziness and all, it, it's it's uh, it's I, different, I, man. Yeah. Living living, you know, my first experience living outside the city. I moved to Delaware back in '06, and it just felt different. Like you didn't hear no street, like you didn't hear no commotion at night outside your window. It was like. Oh, okay. Well, this is different. This is quiet. And then I made my way down to Atlanta. I was like, oh, this is even quieter. And then like I said, I got to Florida. I was like, damn, like I I, I think one time since I've been on, on my block, I've seen like a bunch of kids outside playing. And it's like, damn, but it's, it's peaceful and quiet. And I got great neighbors, but it's just different because you just don't. I'm used to seeing kids, like I said, as kids, we were outside. Like they you know, shout out to all my people that I grew up with in Boulevard houses and those that I grew up with in Penwerkman because my dad, um, you know, lived in Boulevard. My mom is from Penwerkman, and um, and 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 I tell people I had the best of both worlds because I made friends on both sides, and um, you know, sometimes they would cross, you know, but and then like I said, then the Gersh friends, you know, all you guys from again across the Boulevard, Boulevard. that's <laughs> from private across Linden Boulevard, you were across the Boulevard, but you guys were also very tight knit. That whole 213 crew all of y'all that yeah. went up to 213 man you guys were tight so you know you got kids from 273 from 213 and from 3 306 on vermont on the other side so yeah. you got three you know elementary schools feeding this one middle junior high school and then it's just different walks of life and you just didn't realize how much different the growing up was from 
273 to 213 to, to 306. Like everybody just grew up. It, it was different, but we were all within less than five miles of, 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 from yeah. each other, you know. But like you said, at the end of the day, man, you know, when it comes down to it, we all East New York every day, all day, and twice on Sundays, you know. And, um, and like I said, I, I love it, man. You know, and then when I go back there, you know, I definitely try to go back there and talk to some of the younger kids and, you know, to see some of the families and tell them, like, you know, when I first moved out of Brooklyn, I used to, my aunt used to work at a 218 on Fountain in middle school, the junior yeah. high, I'm saying middle school, because that's what they say. That's right what it's now. Yeah, that's what it's now. But, but, but junior high school, and I used to talk to the kids like, look, you know, I'm from the projects like you. I grew up in boulevard houses. I don't seen stuff, you know, shootings. Every, like, I don't seen a lot of that stuff. But that doesn't have to be your path. Like, you don't have to follow this path. Just because this one, you know, is 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 hustling and doing whatever. That doesn't have to be your path. Don't let the projects be your end or be it. Don't settle. Like, at what point do you break the cycle? You know, and that's what I try to teach even my girls now through basketball. Like, you know, if there was a – I tell them, I was a teen dad. I struggled. Like, I, if it wasn't for my Aunt Lynn and my grandmother, Irene, I would have struggled a lot more than the average person because they looked out for they looked out a lot my grandmother covered my babysitting you know my aunt you know even when we was kids you know my aunt lynn always make sure that we had what we needed and now today like you got families where you know they don't even talk to their aunts like that i'm like damn like even on my mother's side my mother's side was it's different it's different man it's different because me and my nephew speak on this all the time like even with even within the community, even within the neighborhoods, we were fam. We were family. Right? Family, yeah. We, we took like I'm sure in the building you couldn't get away with anything in your building. Oh man, without somebody letting <laughs> your mom know. I'm saying, and it was the same thing with us. We couldn't do anything on the block without my mom or their, or whoever we was rocking with. Their parents finding out, like, yeah, they were dumb. They were wilding out. They were throwing rocks or something or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Stupid stuff we were doing. And, and it was community and it was different. Yeah. And that's what's missing now is community. Like, like you said, you know, my neighbor, Miss Reed, Mr. Shears across the hall, you know, Miss, uh, Miss Woodyard, Miss Brown. Like there's so many families that grew up in my brother and even, you know, recipes, Miss Cassandra, like a lot of families in our neighborhood, like if you saw them, you know, you were, you were respectful and you, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, Hey, Miss Cassandra. Hey, Miss Brown. Hey, Miss Reed. Hey, Miss so-and-so. Nowadays, you know, and I tell this story to everybody now, like right now, social media has made these kids too familiar. And what I mean by that, they can reply to a post any way they want. They can do this with my kids. If there's another parent, you don't say, well, you know, hey, hey, Tammy, how you doing? No, it's Miss Tammy. It's Miss whoever. Like you always, you know, I teach these girls address the parents respectfully. If you can't do it, then you can't be a part of the team. Like I'm very big on character and how you carry carry yourself, how you you know display yourself on social media. I tell them I don't follow you to be nosy. I don't care. I could care less. But if you put something that's in character that that's out of character and, and it reflects back on our basketball program, then you can't be a part of this. But again, teaching them that these four years, because you can post something now, you know, and throw up all kind of hand signals and hand sides and do all this crazy enough what happens with social media it comes back five to ten years later as a memory on your timeline now your boss is looking at this picture of you as a 15 16 years old and you holding a firearm or her or doing something crazy and they're like oh character issue cross you right off you know college coaches are recruiting i tell the girls college coaches they are so and they they want followers so badly they just leave their social media accounts open for anybody to follow but college coaches are going to send their, uh, you know, their their off account or, or other players to follow you to see what your character is like. Every day, these kids don't understand every day on social media that any, everything that you post is an interview for something down the line, whether it catches you in the next five minutes or it catches you in the next 10 years. Social media is nothing but a walking interview. That's why the police department, I, tell, I also tell them, a fight breaks out. What's the first thing you do? You bring open your phones. I, I I would love you know what shout out to all the police men and women out there the detectives they ain't they ain't gotta go out and do that old mm-hmm. law and order police work all they're gonna do is go to so, somebody's social media to get everything that they need and solve the crime internet has a one hundred percent crime solve rate 
Because these kids, the first thing they do is pull out their phones. So, world star. You know, and, yeah, that's and, the, and, the and, first thing they do is world star. Or world, world. World, I can't stand. I can't stand <laughs> that site, man. I can't. And, and and even some of the basketball sites out there. So I, I'll switch gears for a quick second. There's basketball sites that promote, you know, kids getting crossed over and falling and stuff. And I tell them all the time, stop posting the, the kids under 18. One, you shouldn't be posting them because they're under 18. Two, that's ruining the love for basketball. Because now I got kids that don't want to play defense. Oh, coach, I don't want to fall. I, listen, I fell in the park in the housing project in Boulevard Houses. I got crossed over and I fell in front of everybody. And what I do next play, I dunk the basketball. Everybody forgot about it that quick. You know, but but that but social media, and again, that's just part of the story with the podcast is this is what life was like without social media. You know, yeah. did we do some stuff? Yeah, we did some stuff, but we didn't we didn't glorify it. If somebody had a camera, no, nah, no, nah, put that camera away. Like like we we didn't even want to take flicks if we was in a situation, you know, we didn't want to be in. Now these kids just yeah. glorified so much. And you know, social media has its it has its benefits, like. If you move, if you was a kid and you moved from New York to the South, you probably never heard or saw that kid from again. Now you guys can keep in touch through social media. It has its benefits, but not everything is meant for social media. Not everything should be put out there. Oh, and, yeah. and like I tell them, th this stuff can pop up 5, 10, 15 years later. I mean, a perfect example, Freaknik. This whole Freaknik documentary <laughs> that's coming out. Like, yeah, was, and, and, and moms and grandmoms are worried, like, am I going to be on this? And now they're trying to fight them from putting it out, but that's how but but they got to dig through film all social media has to do is go through a cloud because everything is there it's there yeah it is it is it is it's a different time it's definitely a different time all right so we're gonna, we're gonna go back man because we, we one of the favorite one of our favorite games we sports we used to play was, was it a sport not really a sport but we played punch ball punch we ball. stayed playing God. punch ball <laughs> we, we did we stayed playing punch ball that was that was our version of I guess you could say baseball, but yeah, well, a blue one, they didn't want you bringing the bats to school because they didn't yeah. want somebody going up somebody's, yeah. Yeah. Somebody, you know, yeah. except for that one softball tournament with the Nebraska hosted. But yeah, punch ball yeah. was punch ball was fun. Kids, kids, you even said that to a kid, they they would probably confuse it with boxing. They wouldn't even know much uh, much of a baseball aspect that punch ball and, was. Yeah. And, and, and it's hand-eye coordination. Like even today, the girls today, I don't see any girls jumping double dutch. You couldn't go ten feet in the hood without seeing a double dunch session yeah, going on. Yeah. So, but yeah, but punch ball, yeah, that was hand. I, again, stuff that we took, you know, that that helped mold us and it kept us off the streets and call up, yo, let's meet up somewhere that always get a punch ball game going. Like, just a lot of stuff that these kids just don't even realize that they missed out on. Oh my god. Oh, definitely, man. They've def they've missing out on so much on being like Skelly. Oh man, I, I would love to introduce <laughs> Skelly to people. I would love to introduce it to the young kids. Nah, it would have to be a video game now. They wouldn't even understand it. Oh, they wouldn't man. even understand it. You know, you know what it is to go find the perfect top and fill it up with the wax color you wanted, and it, <laughs> it, it and it would glide smoothly. Yes. So yeah, it was it, it was different times, man. What what, I, I, what 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 was your top of choice? What 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 top did you um, like to use? Sometimes the quarter waters were good, but they sometimes they were too light. They were a little bit too yeah. flimsy. So you would have to sometimes get the milk, the red tops. Yeah, yeah, the red top milk was good. You have mine, to get the red tops. Mine was the push up, the push up ice cream that you had to push up oh, the ice yeah. cream through. Mine, mine, my favorite skelly top was the push up. The bottom of the push up, the top yep. of it. Yeah. Yep. Mm hmm Yeah. But yeah, mine was the red top. Yeah, it was definitely a red top. They say, man, Sunnydale, Sunnydale milk don't made a lot of skelly champions out of a lot of people. <laughs> it, it did, man. And and it's it's funny because I, I so when you, you've been playing you like you you've been dropping little vignettes, mm -hmm. right? And um and just some of the vignettes when you went like with the one with King's Plaza that brought up brought back a lot of memories about King's Plaza and everything. So I'm enjoying the vignettes. Like when when you have the little description, you talk about certain things. Yeah, so that you. that's cool. So that's a great way for you to start introducing and building it up. Yeah, the King's Plaza, you know, King's King's Plaza, like I said, this brings back a lot of great memories. You know, the going to the movies. Um, I, I saw this basketball team called. I was in Kentucky at a tournament. I saw this basketball team called the Michigan Goonies. So I walked by the coach. I was like, 
I I don't mean to age myself, but I actually saw that in the movies when it first came out. And that's like 85. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I like going to the movies in King's Plaza was big. And then as we got older, you know, just going there on Easter and getting Easter fresh and going there and hang out and you know, downtown Brooklyn. You know, for me, because I went to high school right down the street from downtown. Like, even seeing the Barclays Center is surreal because when I went to Brooklyn Tech, was the that train was yard. all train. Yeah, that was yeah. a train yard. Yeah, train I mean, yard. and they and here's a funny, interesting fact about the Barclays Center. When the Brooklyn Dodgers were in Brooklyn down in Ebbets Field down by Empire Roller Rink, that's where they wanted to build the new stadium for the Brooklyn Dodgers, exactly where the Barclays, the Barclays. Center was. And Robert Moses, um, you know, he was like the um, the planner. I forgot the actual title for it, but Robert Moses was the planner, and he wanted the he wanted to move it to where Shea, well, now City Field, where Shea was, because he was looking for the Long Island audience. You know, the people to coming out from Long Island yeah. to come to the game. So they didn't just want the city people. They wanted he wanted to extend it to Long Island. So. That's how you. That's how the Dodgers ended up leaving Brooklyn, and that's oh, how Shea got built because of Robert Moses' vision. And now you fast forward, and now they got the Barclays Center, you know, right where you know the Brooklyn. It probably would have still been the Brooklyn Dodgers if they would have built the field there. Yeah, it is, man. It's a sad time, but uh, it, it's it's crazy because like, so I didn't go to Tech, right? I mm-hmm. didn't go to Tech. But I spent a lot of time in tech. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danny was there. Yeah. Shout out to Danny with Camacho, but I'm sure he doesn't. But um, he was there, and um, I spent probably, what, most of my junior year. Like, I spent more tech, more time at tech than I did at my own school. <laughs> but, Listen, Brooklyn Tech, you know, Brooklyn Tech was quite the experience. You know, you had to take the specialized test to get in there. A lot of us from the challenge program got in there. And those, like you said, who didn't still came and hung out there. But yeah. it was a school that just forever changed my life that, you know, the the standards. And I didn't appreciate it, And I probably didn't take advantage of it as much as I should have. But like I said, um, when I gave the shout out to Tech, like I love, you know, when people say, oh, you're from Brooklyn? Like, yeah, like, oh, where'd you go to school? Brooklyn Tech. They're like, oh, you went to Tech? I'm like, yeah, I went to Tech. Like, you know, it's such a big deal because now they know, like, oh, wait a minute, you went to Brooklyn Tech. Like, oh, oh. And, and yeah, I'm a nerd, you know, so what? Like, I don't care, man, you know, but I I, I love my experience there. You know, I met my uh, first wife there and, um, you know, we had, you know, three beautiful children and, you know, I, I had a great experience there, man. I loved it. I hated going up and down the stairs. The last time I was there, like, all the damn elevators are working. Like, it's crazy. Excuse me. And my oldest daughter is a Brooklyn Tech. So I have a cousin, Lori, that's about 10 years older than me. She's a Brooklyn Tech grad. I'm a Brooklyn Tech grad. And then my oldest daughter is a Brooklyn Tech grad. So it's it's just, you know, when you go back there and you see it and you talk about it and the experience, man, the fun, like you said, you know, the the, the friendships, man. I, I got a bunch of Brooklyn Tech people that I'm friends with that, you know, shout out to class of 94, you know, the best class there was. I don't care what anybody else say. You know, we had a lot of fun. And actually, you know, people, we are in that year, 90 to 94, was the first time that there were more minorities than Asians in um, Brooklyn Tech. And that was like the first stretch in history that they had that, you know, that many minority kids that were in Brooklyn Tech that we were getting in, you know, Mm -hmm. and now they just built so many specialized high schools. So, it's kind of watered it down now. Like people used to strive to go to Brooklyn Tech, Stuyvesant, or Bronx Science, yeah. but now, you know, like I have a, a a cousin. You know, her daughter's at Mega Evers uh, Community College High School, something like that. But she's taking college level courses in high school right now. So, it, it Brooklyn Tech still has its nostalgia, you know, its, its history, but. New York City, you know, they broke up Canarsie into a bunch of schools. They broke, broke South up Shore. East, yeah. South Shore, Eastern, like a lot of the schools, Lafayette's closed, like, and they just started, so now they kind of watered it down where, you know, it, to me, it devalued the standardized test because now I don't have to take this test to get into the school to get this good education. I can just go down the street to this, you know, the specialized program and get something similar, but they broadcasted like they new york city to me stripped the nostalgia like they should have still had those three schools as the standard and then the other schools behind it but it is what it is 
Yeah. Oh, that's a I, that's one of my favorite shows right now. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Shout out to Cam and uh, Cam and Mace, Mace, man. Yeah. Actually, I, it is. I it is one of my favorite shows. I I tune because they they're so raw with it, man. They don't care. They don't. The Harlem man. That's shout out to all the Harlem cats that I know. Harlem was just a different, you know, different, yeah, different beast, man. It and is. the guys out. One thing I will give them. You know what I'm saying? I give Harlem. They they knew how to dress, man. They always had the, the, the haircuts and they always knew how to dress, like, man. Yeah, all yeah, all, all the Harlem. We used to call them the Uptown crew because they used to get on the D train at DeKalb and they were always headed oh, headed uptown yeah. to the Bronx. But all them Harlem cats, man, all they knew how to dress, man. Like it, it was. Polo again, down, no everything. Khaki. Yeah, it was just. Oh, just oh man. Yeah, the polo. I mean, we had the low lives in, in Brooklyn, but yeah. like I said, them Harlem, yo. They could dress, man. I, now they couldn't crack jokes, but you could. But, and if you crack jokes on them, you couldn't touch their clothes. Like you, you, oh. you, 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 you couldn't. You can get on anything else, but the clothes, you know, yeah. But the clothes, you, you, you couldn't mess with them now. Nah. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. It was, it was, it's, it was, it's different times, man. Like before, like before, you, it was, um, it was just you would crack jokes, y'all would. Like growing up, you I'm sure you had a bunch of friends. You 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 fought at least once or twice. But then yeah. the next year you're friends again. Yeah. Like yeah. the next day you're 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 friends again, like, oh man, it's over. We 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 got it. But it it seems like nowadays these kids are just quick, fast to pull the strap and and it is just like we, we used to it's, scrap, it's man. We should knock them yeah. up. And and that's you know, one, it's just crazy how, how how easy it is for these kids to get access to guns. But yeah, that's also part of the glorifying the street life that you you know, Wallow says this one thing, man. He says he says that five second a five second decision changed, changed life, twenty man. years of his life. Five seconds changed twenty years of of his life. And that's what I tell my my son Terrence all the time, like you know, I can't tell you what to do. He's a grown man. He'll be 22 in October. But I said, I can't tell you what to do, but I can advise you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have, I've, and the same thing, I was even saying to my basketball girls. I said, I, I have friends that I've grown up with still stay in contact. We were just at my brother's wedding that I've known for forever. And they've never put me in a situation where I had to question my freedom or question that my life was in danger. And those are real friends. And these kids, they just, you know, all right, you take your lumps. You know, I think, I think the last fight I had, I think I was about, 16 to 17 you know uh shout out to yb you know he's a detective now and we had a fight and then we cool like i applied for a job in delaware um to go into law enforcement and he he was one of my references like we were cool after that like it was it was a one-time thing you know and we and we, and we moved on from it and these kids today they hold grudges or you know the way that they you know killing these rappers out here and, and gilly's son just got murdered, murdered for, like yeah. for, for nothing like for what like there was you don't have to take the, you know take their life you got to dispute you know you settle it like men and then you walk your separate ways there's no yeah. street cred like so what you gonna do he's gonna down that guy's gonna get locked up that like the guy that killed nipsey for what he was doing something positive in the community you killed him so now you bring the community a bad name and now that guy yeah, you know, he's got to stay in pc he's got to stay in pc the rest of his life because not only is he gonna have you know i think you know the, the the gang affiliation that Nipsey was part of after him, but just the regular people that love Nipsey after him. Same with Gilly's son. That guy is not going to be able to stay in the regular jail. They, they're going to have to hide him or send him somewhere. But once they find out where it is, because on the internet you can find out anything. Once they find out where he is, he's going to be in fear for the rest of his life. But a five second decision to take that man's life changed your life, your family. You know, and then some people it goes back down. You know, and impacts your family. Like it's it's, it's crazy, man. The way that these kids just. Don't know how to just, you know, just put, hey, just, you know, like they said, you win some, you lose some. That's yeah. it. And then you walk away. Yeah, it is. It's different. And, and shout out to Wallow and Gilly because they they really, um, they've done, they've done some, ma- they've done something amazing, man. Like being, Wallow coming out after serving the time he served most of his life, adult life. Yeah. And coming out and, and. Putting out a show like Million Dollar Worth of Game, and, and it's amazing content. They have some great interviews, and they've built their lane, man. They've they've built their lane, and and to see them, it, it's like that should inspire anybody. 
Because that, that's what Wallow says. Wallow says, yo, listen, I'm, I'm, he says, I'm fresh out of jail. Look what I'm doing. Look at what I'm from, doing. From, 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 from nothing to something. And he just, and, you know, I always love his message, man. He, you know, he's, he's telling always, these kids, he's always you know, doing positive, man. Always, always doing positive things. And, and that's where, you know, and that's where, you know, like I said, that's, and, and again, back to your earlier question, that's one of the reasons why I got into coaching was to, teach these kids and, and be a positive, you know, role model. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm everybody's daddy, but I tell my girls, you know, even some of the boys that my brother Corey was coaching, you know, they'll call, Hey, coach Ty, you know, this is what's going on. And I'll tell them, I'm going to give you the same advice that I would get. I get any, any kid or player that asks me advice. I will give you the same advice as if you were my kid. Now, you know, if it's anything that's life threatening, Hey, I tell them if this is anything to do with your life, I got to tell your parents. But outside of that, you know, come talk to me and I'm going to advise you. And then you got you need to have a conversation with your kids because that's another thing that's bad with the generation is that they communicate terribly. It's like you guys have a phone at your fingertips. You know, hey, you know, this was going on. This communi communication is probably one of the biggest lost arts of this next generation, because even though you have cell phones and everything, they don't know how to, you know, physically express themselves. You know, to say, you know, hey, yo, dap, yo, yo, I love you. Like, you know, we see each other, we give each other daps and we hug. And, you know, these kids, you know, just, hey, they just, hey, like, no, nah, you know, it's okay to be, you know, physical and, excuse me, emotional, which, you know, with showing love. And it's, it's all right. Like, you don't get looked at funny. But that's, again, this technology age just made everything so, and I appreciate it. I'm not knocking the age by no means, but it just made everything so convenient. Like, I can't, I can't wait to see what, what the next 20 years, like, I have a car that I can push a button and it drives itself and it stays in the lane. The Jetsons supposed to be here by now, gotta, man. And, and Jetsons, I ain't got to touch this. You know, the Jetsons was supposed to be here already, right? So funny <laughs> that you said that because I used to tell people, I thought when we were kids, I thought that we were, by 2000, we were going to be living by the Jets, like the Jetsons. Jetsons. Like I really, I really thought that that was going to happen. Now we're 23, yeah, 23 years, excuse me, past the, the timeline and, now, you know, you're starting to see the stuff, you know, the electric cars, the self-driving cars, you know, the, the Teslas and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, the technology. And now, if I'm not mistaken, and by 2035, I think they're going to stop the production of, of cars driving on that. Like, yeah, anything yeah. after 2035. I think California has the law. I'm not sure if New York has it. But after 2035, they're not going to be producing any more gasoline vehicles. That's supposed to happen. I really want to. I, I, I'm taking care of myself to be here because I definitely want to see that happen. It's gonna be. Listen, we used to ride around in tanks, man. <laughs> we, used to, we used to ride around in tanks, bro. Well, and we, yeah, and we, didn't have, we didn't wear seatbelts. We didn't ride it. We didn't wear seatbelts. Nah, nah seatbelts were an option. Yeah, not even an option. <laughs> I don't even think they were an option at that time. <laughs> well, that's when the front seat. The you know those are the cars where the front seat had the it was a bench. The front yes. seat was the same seat as the back seat, and you sit in the middle, and you hit a curve, a swerve, and and Big Mama or Pop Pop would stick their hands out. Oh, yeah, they would have they would have seatbelt. They put their hands out to keep you from flying out of the windshield. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Oh man, that's and that's and I, and and again, it goes back to the other point. That's the stuff that I want to talk about on the podcast, and you know, bring just regular people to come on and just talk like just talk about how much fun and, and the glow. Like even now, like we're glowing. Just talking about Gersh and talking about the '80s and you know and the times that we grew up in and that's 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 the feeling that I want people to have with this podcast is just go back down memory lane to you know like I can sit here I can smell my grandmother cooking right I can smell her cooking right now and she's dancing and playing some music or you know she's got you know her friends over and they're playing cards or something like that like that's the stuff that I want people to take back and because these are the kids these are the stories that our grandkids and great grandkids and that's the beauty about the internet is that these stories will be here for for forever that these stories no longer die with the elder in the family yeah. so when you get elders of the families coming on and they're telling these stories it's stories that you know my great grandkids can come back and they can say wow you know my grandfather had a uh, my great grandpa had a podcast and this is what he was doing and this is, and, and and they can you know we can get flashback and I think that's going to be the powerful piece of the, of this story is that this the the legacies and the things that we're going to tell and and the stories and I got a lot of great people lined up to come on and we we start shooting episodes next week and we're going to launch uh, Labor Day weekend we're going to launch and you know and and it's going to be fun man it's just 
like I said, it's just going to be, you know, telling stories and having fun and having a good time. And like I said, when I get up to New York and get a lot of the people in person and, you know, take film of where we grew up, I'm definitely going to go across the boulevard over to Bradford. <laughs> we were just talking about Bradford and Wyona and all them streets back over yeah. there up to New Lots and just walk around and show people like this is what East New York was like. Like it's growing up it's here. Different. It's different now. I know. I, it's, especially for me, like, especially the my my neighborhood and everything mm-hmm. we had a lot of like y'all had the buildings y'all had the buildings and everything but we had a lot of vacant lots man we had a yeah. little we had a lot of abandoned buildings that we used to mm-hmm. run through and, and <laughs> it was different it was different it was definitely different the way we used to set up mattresses and jump out of oh, I think man, about jump crazy out of windows shit. yeah jump yeah. out of windows yeah we was some little crazy we we, we should have had a lot more broken bones i've only had. broken one bone in my life and that was my yeah, son playing my wrist. football i fractured my wrist one time playing punch ball and uh, my boy barry <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he tagged me a little bit too hard and i fell and the, you know how the sidewalk was a little up and it just yeah cracked my wrist and that was the only fracture I've I've ever, ever really had in my life, and you you figure the shit that we did, yeah, we we should have broken more bones. Like we, yeah, oh, we, definitely, we man. Up Jump ramps, send up ramps oh. that would most definitely fail. <laughs> cardboard yeah the little cardboard ramps that we would jump our bikes off of all like you said we 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 should have been the broken bone era you know and, and it's funny that you said about you know he tagged you hard look at look at that brawl that just happened in baseball over somebody feeling that oh he tagged me too hard <laughs> he tagged you so well Yo, he tagged listen, you listen. he was uncomfortable because he tagged you too that's how again he tagged you so what? He tagged you. It was a baseball play. Oh, he tagged me too hard. So but, but listen, I'm sorry, but Tim, <laughs> Tim Henderson, my oh man, he, yeah, he got knocked out. He, he got, got dropped. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, the only way he can salvage his credibility in the hood is he's gonna have to get in a boxing ring with this guy and they're gonna have to settle up, it in the several Yeah, yeah, he, he got caught. Even though, even though you can sell the guy didn't. He, he kind of, it was lucky. Yeah, he, it was one of those haymakers that it just landed and flushed right on the chin. Hey, that's what happened to Lennox Lewis. Yeah. You know, I seen Rockman hit him with a haymaker and he, and he changed his life. And Ramirez, you know, and, and, and the, the fun, when you go back and watch that clip, watch how when he threw, when he, when Tim Anderson throws his gloves down, the umpire backs out yeah. like a hockey. <laughs> Like back in the days, the umpires would get in between. He was like, "Nah, bro, like I'm good. I'm back. I don't want no I'm part of this. I want no part of this." Yeah. <laughs> and the umpire just backed away. I was like, "Smart man. He he, because he knew he didn't want to get hit with no punch." But the older umpires were getting in between them and break up the fight. That dude backed up like it was a hockey match, man. It was so. Oh, that was yeah. so funny. No. It, it was it was crazy to see him just drop the gloves and then just. And then yeah, the haymaker and Tim Tim it was Anderson. You know, so I see the clip where the baseball guy goes, Anderson goes down. Down goes Anderson. Yeah, down goes Anderson. I'm like, Yo, you, is this a boxing match? What is? And then the whole replay after every play and all that, ESPN goes and put the tails of the tail of the tail. <laughs> I saw that. I didn't see that. I didn't they see that. They put the heights, the jabs. Power punch. So it was so so. What was it? I, I remember that. So Tim Anderson threw two jabs, landed nothing, nothing. and um, Ramirez threw one power, power one punch. power punch that ended the fight. I remember that. I saw that. <laughs> but ESPN is smart, man. They're trying. They're putting it out there so that if they want to get into a, like like the Jake Paul type fighting, get on a card and shoot and go shoot hands, man. You know, do it the right way. So they might, we'll, have, to, they might we'll have to set that up. They might have to set that up in the off season. Like it, it's it's uh. Round two, <laughs> round yeah, because I I know, but first me personally, if I'm Tim Tim Madison, anytime he's on shortstop, there's a possibility he might just hit swung because <laughs> yo he got knocked out, bro, bro he got knocked. This yeah. is something that you know his boys is ragging on him right oh, now. Oh yeah, like because I see, know I, I know our boys would be ragging on like your son. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he, and he see that's the other out. thing that it was different in our era. So. Like honestly, and this is just one hundred. This is me being one hundred. If I didn't fool with you back then like that, I don't fool with you now. Like, and 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 it's not being me being mean. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just like I said, me and you, I, I fool like you and my guy. I fool with you, man. You were tall like me, lanky. You know what I'm saying? And I fool with you. But if I didn't fool with you like that, I, like like you said, so like so we're married. It'll have been on site. I'd have, <laughs> next play, next play. Honestly. 
I'd have tagged him right across his head because I won round two. Like if I was Anderson and I took that out, but but again, that's how different we were growing up. I I see you. We got to fight again. Like that's this is what it is. I ain't Tim Anderson ain't gonna go pull no gun. I mean, obviously he got too much to lose, but yeah. All right, yo, you got me the first time. Hey, let's go second time and third time, and and then that's it. Then we walk away as men. Go have a beer and we good. Yeah. Oh, but it would definitely have to be a second time after. <laughs> yeah, after that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There would definitely it would have, have to be. It would have to be a second time. I'm sorry, man, but I can't go out like that. Not especially after I threw my gloves down. I was like, all right. And he I, initiated I had the right the fight. form too. He, he, had the right he threw form his too. hands up, and he, he he's got his hands up, and he's you know he's jabbing his head. I was like, oh, all right. And then when I saw that part, I was like, uh, man, you know, set us back a hundred years, man, get knocked out <laughs> by that dude like that. But you know what's also crazy? Even though we didn't have social media, but like. These kids seem to get like I've been in, I've been in a lot of street fights growing up. I probably you you know, yeah. but these kids get knocked out. So I, I guess maybe they're not drinking enough milk or something. But they get knocked out way too easy nowadays. Like this one, and they they fold like this. Like <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't know I don't know if you remember this. So we was playing in the in the schoolyard, and these dudes that didn't go to the school was on was on the field, mm-hmm. and one of the dudes had a cast on. And he came and he rocked me. He rocked me, but I didn't fall because mm-hmm. I knew if I fall, it was going to be a rap because he was with someone else. Mm-hmm. And I stood my ground. I was like, all right. I was like, that's all, like, that's all you got, my that's man. That's all you got. That's, that's right. That's, that's all you got. All right. And so it, it, what, what pissed me off was I don't think he was there. You or Danny, I don't think because there was a couple of people that weren't there. Mm-hmm. But there were there was dudes that we were rocking with that would that would play that just let us. Yeah, they, they were probably they were probably from Linden because all them Linden dudes, you know, just come up there and try to, you know, I I used to frown at the the high school kids. I used to come there taking hats and trying to rob people. Like like we're old, like you're older than us, so of course there's going to be some sort of initial fear factor. But how do you look doing this to junior high school kids when you won't even go up to Jeff? And pull that nonsense that, yeah. up there. Right, right. Because none of them Bama. Listen, I know plenty of guys from East New York that got chased home from them Bama kids, you know, from the from the band from Sheffield and all them guys over there. Yeah. Like you thought, and that's why I say I, I guess maybe that's why Brownsville considers us the hood because Sheffield and Bama was right there on the border. So maybe that's yeah. why they looked at us as the hood. But don't don't come over here and pull that nonsense when you know you wasn't pulling that over there with them boys, you know. Yeah. And that and that's and that, and and you know we had some punks in our neighborhood, and that's just what it was, you know. But again, it made it made us realize that yo, nah, I'm not going down that path. Like we always picking each other up. Like I said, man, we we that challenge program. Shout out to everybody if you ever was in the challenge program, if you was in the challenge program from '88 to '90, like us. You know, I could like I said, there's names like I said, you saying Alicia, like there's names that like damn, like Sadiq, like oh, yeah. mad people that I still see that we were all you know challenge program kids, and but we were good kids, like we're all great kids, like we're all doing well, and we're all you know out here yeah. doing something positive. Yeah, David, and, David, and, shout out to Davis Pagan. Yo, yeah, I got a David story. So Davis actually posted this on his on his uh Facebook. He, he actually posts this every year. So we yeah, had just it come was back. Me, from... I, it was is at the expense of me. Wait, did he score that touchdown on you? Yeah, it was yeah. Okay. So yeah. I so we were playing in the street. We was that we were playing in in, in a Gersh in a, in, a, in a on a softball field. And I threw I threw a Hail Mary. So I was actually throwing it to Shakan. That's who yeah. I was throwing it to. And it went over Shakan's head, and Davis was back there, and Davis caught the winning touchdown. Yeah. He, and and you know he reposted it, and it made my day because in that moment, you know, and no disrespect to Davis, he wasn't the most athletic kid, but he played with us. But that's how, yeah. but that's how open we were that anybody can play with us. And I throw yeah. him the ball. Um, I forgot the uh the 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 young the the guy the kid we go to. I think his name is Rozzy. I think his name. He was of Indian descent. He would play with us like we didn't. We didn't look at people and look at their nationality. We didn't no. look at you know how fast or how slow they ran. If you hey, if you want to get on here and play, you gonna play. And me and Davis swear like he posted every he posted it a couple of years ago and it really made and I showed um I showed my people's it and I was like, look at this. Like he posted this from back in the day. This was like 88, 89, <laughs> and it still, you know, makes his day. You know, shout out to Davis, man, because you know, and, and, and for me, you know. 
I was super athletic. The only person I felt more athletic than me was Johnny Williams, man. Oh, and Johnny that, Williams was a beast, man. And <laughs> I never meet somebody that was as tall as me because coming out of 273, I was one of the most athletic kids. Yeah. But, man, he kicked my ass every day in basketball, man. He probably he probably the damn reason why I'm Yo, coaching now. Johnny, Johnny Williams was, like, I think the first, like. He was a super athlete. Junior high, like, junior, junior high school kid that was, like, diesel already becoming, like. He was a damn cheat code. <laughs> like Johnny Williams was that dude. Was yeah, that, he was. Yeah, he was people. Like, he, like man, you ain't a junior high school man. You were, you were in college. <laughs> yeah, John, yeah, yeah. Johnny was probably in seventh grade, looking like he could have played college. Like he was ready yeah. for college. You know? Johnny was. Yeah, Johnny was no. Yeah, joke. shout out, yeah. shout out to JW man, and um, you know, but he, you know, but I give him a lot of credit because you know he kicked my ass every day, but he pushed me to be harder, and now. You know, again, I tell my kids, you know, I mean, I'm my, I say my kids, my players, you know, I had a guy in junior high school, man. I think I think I'm like glass Joe. I'm like one in 99 against him in basketball, <laughs> on the basketball court. But he pushed me to be better. Like, you know, when I played Call of Duty with some of my Call of Duty friends and we out there sniping, there's two or three people, um, Demo and Marisol and Sweets. Like they like when I'm playing with them, I know I got to step my game up, you know, and it's always good to have people like that. And I felt like we did that for the people that we grew up with that. You know, hey, we let them play. But like I said, you know, David, like I said, man, David's my guy, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? But he caught that pass. It was like, yeah, like we jumping around. And and, and and that's but that's what we did, man. We were a community. You know, we uplifted the kids. Now, you know, you're on these basketball courts. Oh, coach. Oh, you need to get this person out of the game. They're not that good. No, well, so, so what are you doing to pick this person up? Like, and that's, again, another testament to our generation was that we gave you the hand and we pulled you up. We didn't give you the boot to keep you down. No, we listen. We everybody played, man. Everybody, like, yes, the top players got picked first. That right. was without a doubt. Obviously, like, yeah. top players always went first. But then you know, we still included those. Again, we was in the challenge program, and we had nerdy looking. Like we were nerds. <laughs> right. We were nerds, right. but we didn't look like nerds. We didn't nah. look like your average nah. nerds. We nah. we actually played sports. We what I'm saying. I, I, what I'm six one. I was so it, it was like we were different. It was like yeah, yeah we were nerds. We were intelligent. We shit. Yeah, but we we loved sports. No, we and, sports. Well, and we had street smarts. You know, what I'm saying and we we, also, yeah. we we grew up in the hood, but we knew that that wasn't the life that we wanted. A lot of the OGs. You know, I have a lot of OGs. I just yeah, shouted yeah, out that yeah. kept us out of trouble, kept us out of trouble and stuff like that. But like you said, we were changing the mold that we wore in the pocket squares and the you know, the crazy dress. We, we dressed hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And we looked the part and we knew the part. I had to, I'm a fact, I think I'm one you of the Facebook yeah, posts. You had, had a flat top. Yeah. I, I, on the Facebook post that was, that was that face. When you posted that, you know, that throwback, that was eighth grade graduate. That was an eighth grade graduation picture from Gersh. I had to big daddy Kane was my guy, man. Kane, Kane was my guy. Was I had the flat top. Guy, man. That's why I ain't got no damn eyebrows now. Cut my damn eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, I have a little bit of fuzz there. It's real <laughs> light, but I, you know, but I wear glasses and it hides it. So, because one of my players, she was like, Coach, you ain't got no eyebrows. I said, Because I was cutting my eyebrows trying to be like Big Daddy King. <laughs> and I had to part my hair. That's why I ain't got no damn hair now. I had to part my head with the three dashes yes, in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, everybody wanted to be Kane, man. At, yo, at, yo. Big Daddy Kane don't give a don't get a lot of the credit that he deserved because he was kind of like the go between from run dmc to like big you know what i'm saying like that go in that window between i would say 80 88 87 86 87 to like 92 to 94 when big kane had that good run only thing that messed to me the only thing that messed kane up with that when he changed to that love style flow you know when he was more about and he was just honestly like five years too early with that because he he went in the right direction but we were you know we still, you know, still so by out. nature. We were still, still street, you know what I'm saying? DOS effects and all of them. He changed maybe five. If he would have waited like four or five years, but he tried to change the because LL ended up changing to the same trend, yeah. but LL had a gap in between when he changed and, and Kane laid the, the blueprint for like Biggie doing juicy, you know, like Kane set that blueprint for that. But we as a culture at that time wasn't ready. We still wanted to rock him, the hardcore KRS one. Yeah. And he just jumped a little bit ahead of the gun. But Kane was my guy, man. Kane, Kane was the first. He, him and EPMD were the reasons why 
I loved hip hop so much, man. I had the bucket hat. You could, like I said, I used to go to the store right on uh, Stanley and Hendrix. They used to sell the bucket, the fisherman hats. I had the fisherman bucket hat. hat. Yeah. Then when my hair grew out, I had the flat top. I used to go to Calito on Skank and New Lots. It was a barbershop. Uh, I think they were they were Puerto Rican. They might have been. But Calito used to cut the hair in the back and then flat top Rob on uh, Miller and New Lots. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, we we had that look. Now when I see it come back with some of the kids, I'm like, it, it, it don't look as stylish as ours did. It, but, you know, because it, it don't have that really fade, that fading, really right? Originated, and they, nah. they don't have the parts, but, you know, I mean, like, every good thing, it, it comes back every now and then, though, but. Definitely. But, bro, it's been, it's been, we it's been a pleasure having you on the show, man, again, to talk about the old days and talk about what you got going on now and everything. But now you get to you get the solo screen. You get to plug away, let everybody know when the podcast is coming out, where they can check you out, everything. Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, growing up Brooklyn, um, we're going to launch our first episode Labor Day weekend. So be on, on the lookout for that. We have a YouTube channel. Just, you know, look up Growing Up uh, Brooklyn podcast. Um, hope everybody tunes in. Um, you know, if you want to reach out, um, you know, uh, you can wear on Instagram, Growing Up BK. Um, send me a DM if you want to come on and just share your story and share your life. And like I said, man, I, I just want to bring the nostalgia of Brooklyn and not just Brooklyn. Like I said, we're going to have people from the Bronx. You know, I'm not I'm not going to hog all the boroughs. You know, you know, Brooklyn is the best borough. But, you know, if you're from anywhere and you want to come tell your story and have fun, man, come in and enjoy it. I can't wait to have I can't wait to come. If you're I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk information after the show because I'll even come up to PA, man, and, you know, and, and shoot and. Like I said, man, I, I just want people to have fun and, and be nostalgic and like how we just we just had a good time and it didn't even seem like an hour went by that yeah, fast. So, by. <laughs> so I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you so much, so much. Oh, man, my pleasure, brother. It's definitely my pleasure having you on the show. But uh, it, it's great to see that you're doing well, man, that you do, that everything is, is... Like I said, I sh- when 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 you put the post about... um. I shared when you when you was uh, trying to get donations for the girls and all that. I appreciate that. Yes, thank I, I share you. that. And and I'm like, man, it's not going to hurt me anything to share this. I have to share content. I got to yeah. share anything that anyone that I respect and and I feel that they're out there doing right. I'm gonna share their content. I'm gonna share whatever they put out there because, I like I said, I respect you. I I, I admire what you're doing. Thank you. I'm saying, and so when you're doing something that's positive and for the community. You gotta give. You gotta be. You gotta share that. You gotta be able to, to, to share what. Like I have the platform. Yeah. Why not give it? Why not put it out there? Why not share? Like that's what I don't understand. Like people be watching our stuff or whatever, and all they have to do is hit the share button or subscribe. Hit the share button. Yeah. Just you know, hit it. You know, sometimes a share is 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 as good as as a donation. And you know, and like you said, for me. This is just a testament of growing up Brooklyn, growing up East New York. My how you see me move with these helping these girls and even some of the guys is a testament to the OGs that gave me a chance. And you know, like I said, if I can, if I can, if I could change one, like I had a basketball player last year. She played one season for me, travel ball, came off the bench. She signed a D two to go to D two school, and I changed her life forever. And if I can do that for one girl, I, I could do that for a hundred, man. So that's again, it's just all about it. Ain't, it ain't about the money for me. I don't make no money off of this. It's all about just giving back to these kids, to these girls. I got a middle school program, elementary school program now. Like I'm just, I'm basically the free lunch of of, of Pasco County, just trying to give out information and, and share. And that's what free lunch did for us. It kept us fed. We didn't have to rob and steal for a meal and stuff like that. And I just do it through basketball. Basketball is my free lunch that I give back to these kids. And we greatly appreciate it, brother. Continue to to give back to the community and continue to be you, man. Just and. And it, believe me, it's gonna be all worth it, man. Because you, you're reaping the rewards now of seeing these young ladies succeed. I'm saying, thank like, you. for me, being able to have someone leave a comment and say, like, thank you for this episode. I needed the impact that I I needed to listen to this episode. It's impact to get those kind of messages is why I do my podcast. Yeah, it's to be able to it's to be able to have people will be like, thank you. I needed to hear this message. This is the message I needed to hear. Exactly. Greatly appreciate it. And so when I get those messages, I'm like, damn, this is why I do it. It don't matter if I get 20 downloads or just the one. It don't matter. It's just the fact you that. You reach that one person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impacting someone's life 
it, to me, that's yeah. all that matters to me. That to be able to to be able to do that, and and do it on my own terms, and be able to provide a platform where people could come on and share their stories and and share times like this, man. Just to be able to share the good times and laugh and <laughs> and be able to to do the to do that and and maybe we brighten up someone's day. Exactly, man. Exactly. So I, I greatly appreciate it, brother. But don't leave yet. Yeah, I'm going to chat a little bit afterwards but uh let me just close out the show and uh, give out the shout outs to the people like ralphie was in the in the audience so yeah big up brooklyn big up big up big up bk man all day man all, all right day. all right so shout out to everybody in the chat ralphie sanchez thank you for coming through shout out to the bs3 network we're airing there live every monday tuesday wednesday 5 p.m eastern 4 p.m central standard time so shout out to ben Southern the third Shut, what up, Jude? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Um, Master Thomas, thank you for stopping by. And uh, he talks about 272 for life, bro. Ralphie said oh, the same the, thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he said beasts were squashed faster back in the days, which is actually right. He's actually right. Beasts were squashed back in the days quickly. But shout out to my real wise fan, Poppy J, Brandy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady. Love you, baby, and appreciate you. And as always, the big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. Um, subscribe, like the channel. Go check out uh, Growing Up Brooklyn. Believe me, it's, it's going to be worth it, man. My man's going to really, he's going to really do some great work. So definitely check it out when he comes out Labor Day weekend. And uh, you know how I do it. Peace out. Oh, maybe I should set it up so that we're all right, peace. Thank <laughs> you.